0: Welcome to Shooting the Frisbees
1: with your hosts, Jake and
2: Randy. Discussing all things freestyle frisbee and whatever else that comes up. Alright!
0: Welcome to Shooting the Frisbees with Jake and Randy. Hey Randy, how's it going?
3: Hey, Jake, I'm doing great. How are you doing today?
0: I'm doing wonderful. I'm really excited because I'm going to go jam this weekend. I'm going to Santa Barbara for that hat tournament. But you went to Frisbeer, and I'm dying to know how that was. Do you have any memorable moments that you want to share with us?
3: Yeah, Frisbeer uh, was amazing as usual. And uh here's one of the things that popped out with me. You know, you're at a tournament and you don't always get to jam with everybody. And I finally got a chance to have a session with Pablo Azul. You know, we've always just never been able to kind of get into it. I, I just want to give a big shout out to him. I just didn't realize how deep his pockets were. He can just handle anything and he's got great flow and he really understands the give and go and crescendo and I was just super impressed with uh, how deep Pablo's game is. So I just wanted to give him a big shout out and uh, recognize his talents.
0: I love that. And I've had similar experiences with Pablo. He was at Jammers last year. And so uh, on the first day, I got to have one-on-one with him for like an hour, hour and a half. He's He's got it going on. He knows what he's doing. And we had a great give-and-go passing game. And uh, like you said, he can handle anything. Both spins, yeah. too. He's great. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
3: Really just super impressed. And I've always seen him play, you know, like tournaments and competing and stuff and on the sideline a little bit, but you really get insight into somebody's game when you play with them kind of one-on-one and you can kind of see where they can go and, and what will happen. And so you just get a much better view into somebody's game playing with them than just watching them on the sidelines.
0: Yeah. There's also uh, like there are players who, They have a lot of skill. They can do a lot of moves, but playing with somebody is not necessarily their skill set. They kind of get in your way. They don't pass the disc a lot. They don't really know where the lanes are. Pablo knows all that stuff. He is a I can play with you and merge together with you in a single jam type of guy.
3: Yeah, for sure. So, But that was one memory that kind of stuck out. There are so many more. But I think what we should do is let's get into our interviews with the champions from this just completed Frisbeard 2019. So we're going to start this episode with the mixed pairs champions. So enjoy. So I want to welcome in our first frisbeer champs in the mixed division this was a super exciting routine one of my favorite moments uh, at frisbeer so i'd like to introduce and bring into the call eduardo Turri and maxine and maxine you have to forgive me because i don't know how to say your last name so maybe you can help me out with that so maxine how do you pronounce your last name ah see i'm glad i didn't try it because i don't <laughs> know if I was going to be able to do that. But anyway, thanks for joining us, you guys. That was really just one of the most amazing moments for me watching you guys. And the whole concept was just a joy to watch. So congratulations on this great victory.
4: Thank you. Thank you so much,
0: Brandy. Yeah, definitely. Well, congratulations, guys. And I'm, I just want to ask you, so this is really your first major win. I know you guys won at Lazzaroni as a team, but this is your first big win on the big stage. So how does it feel for, to have your first win?
4: Yeah, it's amazing. So it's uh, Maxine's first uh, major tournament. Not mine, because I've been to awards twice. To prove, uh, this was the second time at Prysbier, but uh, for Maxine's the first time. I was just saying that I have no words.
0: Oh, no words, yes. I know. I'm, I, I know that the first win always feels really special sometimes. So, uh, Maxine, how does it feel for you? <laughs>
4: uh, yeah, it was really uh, exciting and uh, really happy. So
3: <laughs> Wonderful. So, Maxine, have you had some kind of uh, dance training or gymnastics training? Because it seems like that's uh, something that you're bringing to your game. Is that true?
4: Uh, Yeah, uh, I did uh, gymnastics for uh, about 15 years, and uh, I also did classic and uh, modern dance. Uh, for
3: how I well I I love the way that you're incorporating that into uh, your game I, I'm sure you both had lots of input into the choreography but one of my favorite moments of your routine is where and I'm not even sure if I'm going to explain this right but I know you know what I'm talking about it's where you do a, a flip with your legs and Eduardo shoots the disc between your legs while he's holding you it's so amazing so do you know the move that I'm talking about
4: yeah, yeah, we we got uh, that move from um, another version of a move of uh, Rick Castilla and uh, Steve McCartney.
3: Ah, so a Rick and Stacy move. You guys yeah. were able Sorry. to nice.
4: So uh, Rick used to uh, spin the disc around the body, but uh, I thought that I could, that I could uh, pull it uh, through her legs it worked
3: i love that so you decided instead of having having the body be standing upright you just said well maxine can flip upside down so i'm going to just turn her upside down and shoot between her legs
1: yeah that's great
0: that's cool so so um i know that the the competition in the mixed pairs division was really steep and i know you guys had like you beat um james Wiseman and juliana a very strong team and i know that they practice so how much of your routine was choreographed and um to, uh, talk to us about the process that you use to, to create the choreography
4: so uh, we started this choreography on this music for Lazzaroni but uh, it was four minutes we had to cut something and uh, also from Lazzaroni we, we improved some new exercises and uh, get some motive so we are working on this like from three four months and uh, from Lazzaroni like Six months and it was all choreographed, choreographed no
3: not spontaneous So a hundred percent was all was all planned.
4: Yeah, everything
3: planned. yeah it was pretty obvious. I was like that was a full-on full meal
0: deal right there. <laughs> um, so do you have a favorite moment during the
4: routine?'m I, I was scared about uh, the moment uh, when uh, we changed the song and uh, there is like the calf <laughs> session and the behind-the-back catch from Maxine with the self-hoop and the throwback to my catch. In semi-finals, uh, didn't work. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, true. Also, um, in Lazzaroni was different uh, and we found uh, a new way to do it. I think it's quite better.
3: You know, that was also one of my favorite moments, too, and I think that's where your choreography was just amazing. I love that, that you were able to carve Maxine's body, and I don't know if people are going to be able to understand the visual by just talking, but you reached through her side as she had her leg and caught it and then flicked it with a sidearm throw out in front of Maxine and then you leave her body and go out for a guidus. And it all was just, it was just beautifully timed. It was kind of the cuff area where you guys were doing some cuffs. So bravo for that, that construction of that piece. Really a beautiful co-op. Thank you. And I highly encourage folks to go up to Frisbee Guru or Twitch, wherever the replay is and, and go take a look at this routine. It's, it's really beautiful.
0: Yeah. And we're working to, cut up the routines and post them up on Frisbee Guru. So soon it will be there available to watch.
3: So I have another question for you guys. So outside of the routine, which obviously has to be one of your favorite moments, do you have a favorite moment that happened during the tournament, whether it was a favorite jam or a favorite meal or a favorite conversation or something that happened during... The Frisbeer weekend. And I ask this because Frisbeer is always very magical and it always has lots of these really cool experiences that you remember. So, do you have an experience that you can share with us that was outside of the uh, actual routine itself?
4: Uh, I uh, liked all uh, the tournament, especially uh, met new people, uh, new Frisbeer. Um, watching world, play, world best players and uh also
3: with uh, them <laughs> yeah i'm sure that was a pretty amazing moment maxine having this one of yeah. your big first tournaments and seeing a lot of the top players and getting a chance to play with them i i uh, i remember those those first moments and they can be pretty awe-inspiring yeah
4: i loved uh, the first uh, day with you randy and uh of course, with the other with the guys, like uh, with great rings uh, around the city and uh, speed flow through the people, <laughs> hitting some passengers. <laughs>
3: Yeah, I forgot about that. That's right. The whole whiz ring mayhem. Well, you know, we actually even stepped it up a a level in the kitchen at your guys' Airbnb. I'm surprised that kitchen survived. I mean, we were just out of control. And uh, that was that was a highlight. That was really fun.
0: Wait, wait, What did you guys do with the whiz rings? I'm I'm confused. I'm lost.
3: (laughs) Well, Eduardo, why don't you why don't you uh, why don't you explain what happened in the kitchen with the whiz ring?
4: Like, uh, there was Paul Kenny and Randy Silvi, who that came out uh, at our apartment, and uh, with ring uh, appeared, so we started the jam. because It was, it was uh, all around uh, the kitchen. It was a very big uh, kitchen, so it was a very fun jam, very... <laughs> uh, <laughs> Dangerous,
3: um. <laughs> yeah, yeah, dangerous for the kitchen. I don't know about us, but uh, it was great. So, Mattia Columbari and Andrea Festi, all of us in there just throwing the whizzing around, spinning it on the counter, as you can imagine, and people diving on the floor and bashing <laughs> into the refrigerator. It, like I say, it was just it was mayhem and it was you know, frisbeer
0: at its best, yeah. Yeah, those are always some of the best times of tournaments when you're not really planning to jam and you just meet everybody and all of a sudden spontaneous things happen. I love that.
4: I missed you, Jake.
0: Yeah, I missed you guys too.
4: I remember the first time at Frisbeer for me and uh, you were one of those best player that i never seen before. And at Frisbeer, I watched you, all your cups, uh, and uh, that was so inspiring to my game
0: nowadays, I think. Thank you very much. It's uh, very humbling to hear. Thank you. So are you guys going to Worlds this year? Yeah. 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 And you're playing as a team? Yeah. Excellent. So then I'll get to see your routine firsthand. I'm very excited about that. So at Frisbeer, this was the first time that they used the prototype judging system that uh, Ryan and the judging committee have been working on. So I was curious, um, you guys have played with the old system and now you've played with the new system. Uh, What are your thoughts about the new system so far? (laughs)
1: <laughs> okay,
4: uh, so I think Maxine uh, doesn't have uh, a strong opinion on that because she's yeah. not not very used to judge. She never judged. So in my opinion, uh, it was quite okay. Uh, there was, of course, some, uh, I don't know how to say, not mistakes, but uh, things to adjust. In fact, uh, Ryan and the whole committee, Talked about it uh, and uh, changed something uh, during the Frisbeer and Holy Jam. Uh, but uh, I really like uh, how he's judged uh, the variety. It, it changed uh, your game in, an, in a better game, in my opinion. I don't know. I liked it, uh, uh, even if I expected something different, uh, like uh, in Open players from my experience, like uh, talking about me and Mattia. I didn't uh, th- I haven't thought uh, we were on podium it was a test so we'll see how it, how
3: it will go uh, obviously there's some adjustments and things that are going to happen and are happening and it seems like the dialogue was really positive between everybody did you feel that way too eduardo
4: yeah yeah i feel that i felt it too and uh, i still talking to many people having feedbacks and uh, Any feedbacks from the committee is really appreciated. So if
0: anyone else has something to sell, uh, it would be really appreciated. Well, it's been really great talking to both of you. Congratulations again on your wonderful performance and on your win. And uh, we really look forward to seeing you at FPA Worlds this year. So thanks for joining us and congratulations. Thank you.
4: Thank you guys so much.
3: all right so we're now going to interview the open pairs champs from the just completed frisbeer 2019 championships welcome to the podcast Merdad husseinian and james wiseman hey guys thanks for having us
5: thanks for having us happy to talk to you
3: awesome it's so nice to have you guys here and uh What was great is that I actually got to see your guys' finals performance in person. And wow, that was really spectacular. You guys were both whirling, spinning dervishes that were just uh, a total joy to watch. So congrats on taking that crown. And one of the things that I love about Frisbeer is that it's such a deep field. So this is really a nice feather to have in your cap. Congrats for uh, a great performance. Thank you thanks Randy
0: yeah so um you guys are both amazing players both top ranked players you're also both the the captains for your respective cities during city versus city and um potentially the best players on the teams. hard to say but you both had votes for uh mvp for city versus city but uh, i just wanted to ask you guys how was it teaming up and how do you feel about your performance and your win at Frisbeer?
5: well i'll start i guess so I've long wanted to play with Graf, he's one of my favorite players and someone I draw a lot of inspiration from. He's always pushing the boundaries and I feel like every time I see him, he's got four moves he wants me to try that seem totally out of the box and completely impossible. So I guess we've been talking about it for a little while. It was a really easy experience, a really good experience, I felt like we worked well together, Graf worked me a lot harder than I've been worked in a bit which I needed and was good, so pretty happy with how it's gone so far. And Murdo, do you want to add anything? How was it for you?
1: It was very special. Uh, we competed the first time together, I think. Correct me. I think it was uh, Christmas Jam 2013. Jig Jam, right? Jig Jam, right.
5: Yeah, 2013. Yeah, we, I- we jammed our way to victory. Right,
1: right. And now six years later, I mean, look at... What a fine freestyle he has turned out. So for me, it was really a pleasure. And as he said, um, the the process of building that routine was was very easy, because you're playing with a guy who is obviously one of the best, if not the best. So it was very, I I want I don't want to say easy, but very comfortable to to build that routine because we could use a use a big window.
0: Yeah, it's always nice to build routines with somebody who has a deep game because you can say, oh, what happens if I set it here? And they say, oh, well, I could do this huge, amazing thing from that and vice versa. It's like totally freeing. All of a sudden, you don't have to worry about doing everything just right. You can kind of let things hang out.
1: Yeah, we were lucky. I think we have a very good chemistry and mutual respect for each other, for our game. And so it was very... That yeah, was really a joy and a very easy journey to, to build that routine. And we had a lot of Plan Bs and a lot of Plan Cs. And you know, James made a lot of those Plan Bs and Plan Cs still look pretty dope. I know that you guys got together in Berlin the week before. So obviously,
3: you put something together. So, who picked the music? And was there a conscious effort at choreography? Who kind of led that process? Just curious.
1: Um, I think we did it both together, but I think uh, in terms of music, it was um, it was James' choice. I really, really love that sound, so it was very easy to to give a thumbs up and say, "Yeah, let's do it." Um, the choreography, the good thing about it was Randy. The, when he arrived, we didn't start immediately with the routine. We went out and jammed for the first six days, and I think that was very important because I needed those couple of days to release that awe, you know, because you have James in town and <laughs> yeah. you know, when you're standing next to a person who hits a double spinning gyatosis and he hits it so hard, <laughs> it sounds like someone hits a big scarecrow, you know, and you right. have that sound right next to your ear, you know, you need a couple of days. <laughs> yeah, so that helped definitely a lot. And in those five, six days, we we jammed, we had a couple of nice chords together and we picked a couple wrote them down and put them together. That's great. And you know what, James?
3: I bet you you probably had to have a few days of acclamation as well to graph because he probably brings that same sort of uh, awe to to your uh, brain.
5: Oh, absolutely. It was perfect for me because I think I often have the problem of I go to build a routine and all I really want to do for a while is just jam, especially when I go someplace like we where someplace like Berlin where, it's Murdy, and Fabian, and Benno, and Anton, and Vu, and Dunk, and it's just so many amazing players. And these are the players that I really aspire to be like as a new freestyler. Because when I started, all the young, hot talent was really coming out of Germany. So I really needed those few days to kind of get get that hunger satisfied, playing with these guys, seeing what they're working on. I see so many new moves every time I come. And I come away with so many things I want to learn. Um, so it was nice that for once I had enough time and enough days that we really got to jam ourselves into the ground. And then every day we started practicing. I just thought there's no way we're really going to go out now with my bones shaking and my legs <laughs> hurting and pound a routine out on concrete. But oh, Murdy kept just rolling his finger one more time, one more time.
3: Wow, Mayor Dad, you were cracking the whip.
5: (laughs) He was cracking the whip. I I told him this, but I I guess I'll say it. As someone who's been playing with a lot of older Americans for a while, I've gotten in the habit of a lot of pain and energy management and routine building practice. So I'm very used to getting my one run-through in and saying, all right, we'll take a five-minute break, see how (laughs) we feel, maybe do another one. The Merida, we would do four in a row. Right.
3: Or, you know, can we just do the run-through without the disc, James? That would be nice. <laughs>
0: yeah. yeah, I'll just say <laughs> the move I'm going to do here, and we'll save it for the finals. <laughs> yeah.
3: Right. I, I also love that you said you you the hunger when you went to Berlin. I always say it's like, you know, Berlin's got that all-you-can-eat buffet. It's like, oh, man, I'll have a little scoop of this, a little scoop of that. And so it sounds like you got to get your belly full of a, a bunch of jamming, and then you and Meredad were able to get to work.
5: Yeah, Berlin's a special place. It's it's really cool. It's really great what they're doing there. There's so many different styles and for me it can honestly be overwhelming to just see so much that happens from year to year, but it's really good for me because I come home with so many things I really want to work on.
3: Yeah. And I will just kind of dovetail this in back into Frisbeer's. Frisbeer is also one of those tournaments that has such a huge turnout. You get that same kind of energy where it's like, oh, you see all these new players like, oh, wow, I didn't even think about the disc being able to do that. And so I'm going to ask this next question. And Meredith, I'll start with you. So what was one of your favorite moments? At Frisbee, or like, was there a jam? Was there a conversation? Like, maybe you can share a highlight from that just completed weekend.
1: Well, the first highlight that comes right into my mind is when someone pointed right into the jam and looked over, and I think it was 11 or 12 women jamming. That was like, wow! I wish I would see that more often. Also, the the women turbo shred. To see some women also do stuff we hadn't seen before, like Sylvina really was very, blew me away with her combo. And just that, you know, that feedback, everyone was fired up. It was a good energy, good the crowd was behind them. It was really nice.
0: Uh, so what about you, James? What were some of your favorite moments of Frisbeer?
5: So the first one that came to mind for me was actually a routine by andrea and julia i think they're from rome and they had i didn't see their finals but i saw their semifinals to get into the mixed pairs finals and as anyone who's competed knows getting into the mixed pairs final is really really hard and i think they were seated pretty far back so they weren't supposed to make the finals and they came out with a really beautiful surprising interesting routine and what i liked so much about it is when you've played as long as I have and been around the same people for so long, it's not too often that you're really surprised and you really see someone come out and do something totally beyond what you thought they were capable of, but they did that for me, and I think they got a standing ovation, at least from where I was, and it was really, really impressive and just great to see that energy and excitement. Frisbeer was
0: uh, the first tournament where the prototype judging system has been used um, and so I was just curious what your thoughts were having now competed under that judging system. Uh, why don't we start with you, Graf?
1: Um, I think overall it was good. Probably needs a couple of fine adjustments, but in total, I would say it was, it was a success. It might need a couple of changes, that's for sure, but
0: yeah, I, I enjoyed it. Yeah, well yeah, okay, so James, what, what were your thoughts on the new judging system?
5: So, let me give you three perspectives. So my first perspective as a spectator is that it's pretty great. It's really fast at least when the Wi-Fi is working properly. Um the hold up at least at Frisbeer and when the Wi-Fi worked at Holy Jam was the music and the announcers, which is the first time I've been part of a tournament where that was the case. So, not only the process of judging was much faster, but the time between teams was a lot faster as well. As a player, I really like the way it makes me think about how to compete. So I think probably for the first time, I felt incentivized to first play with a great deal more variety than I might normally do, because I knew if I repeated a catch, I wasn't getting variety points for that, whereas before it was a little bit more of a wash and it was almost always the better choice to hit the more comfortable catch, even if I missed an opportunity to hit something a little different. The second thing that it incentivized me to do that I think is great is really for the first time, I felt like I needed to go for harder moves and I'm still getting used to that feeling and I have a lot that I want to work on about getting back to that place where I can just let go and go for all the things I know I can do. But very often in competition, I knew I just had to go to above average difficulty and stay there. And it didn't have to be super hard, but it just had to be consistent where this time I thought I need to get enough difficult phrases and every point I go up the scale is worth it. So if I'm at a six, it's now worth it to go for that seven or worth it for go, to go for that eight. So I really enjoyed having that challenge to try and play the way that I think it should be played. And the last third perspective I'll give you is as a member of the, the committee and just as someone who you know wants freestyle results to reflect what I think freestyle should be, I think there's still a lot of problems with the system and we're working on them and we have a lot of ideas for how to make it better one thing that we found already, which I'll give you some insight into, is the new judging system, I think, exposes flaws in judging in a way that the old judging system did not. So for instance, in the old judging system, difficulty scores were so close together that when a really high difficulty team scored third it wasn't such a big deal because you'd say, oh, well, I thought maybe they should be first, but they were only 0.3 behind. So it's not such a big problem. Whereas now our spreads are a lot bigger, which I think is a good thing, but it means that team is now six points behind in difficulty. So even though it's really the same problem, maybe they should have been judged higher in difficulty than they were. Now it's a really big gap that's very noticeable and apparent. So just to give you an idea without naming any teams... Ryan and I, after a Frisbee round that we thought wasn't really... The results didn't really reflect what we thought it should be. We just played around with all the variables, just all the weightings and all the multipliers. And no matter what we did, we couldn't change the result because at the end of the day, you have the raw scores and you have to do... You can only do so much to raw scores to change the results. So it'll be interesting to see... How the new judging system plays out, if it helps us figure out what we might be doing wrong and what we could do better. But I'm very hopeful, and I think the system's going to be really good and help us all be better judges and hope us, hopefully, also help us all be better players.
3: Yeah, and I want to just say a little bit of my experience uh, was the collaboration that felt like took place during the whole event. So. Everybody was involved. Everybody was trying out the system. We had some morning sessions where everybody would gather and we would talk about the results. So everybody was acknowledging that this is a process and that we are at the very early stages. But I think everybody was really happy with kind of the baseline that is there for us to work with. But I just want to say how happy I am about the essence of collaboration that feels like is present and everybody is engaged and trying to go for what is the best possible result. So I just want to say thanks to everybody that's been doing the judging stuff and the judging committee about keeping the sense of collaboration alive and well. And it was totally present at Frisbee.
0: Well, that's pretty cool. I love the idea that the judging system is a collaborative team effort. I guess, you know, when I was started in Freestyle Frisbee, it was like, there's a judging system here. And that's the one we use. And so I'm new and I, I just accept that. But as time went on, it was always that way. It was like, here's the judging system. This is the one we use. You can't really change it because it's locked in. And uh, I kind of like this now that we have this open open collaboration where we all work together and we can change it and we can create it to be whatever we want.
3: Yeah. And I just want to say I think feedback is is wanted and encouraged and everybody, please participate because it's there for you to do without being intimidated by that uh, action.
5: Yeah, I'll add to that too. As someone who's trying to do as much as possible to keep everyone in the community involved, we are really truly listening to feedback and what people are saying. We've made a number of changes already based on what we've heard. I don't think anyone on the committee has a closed mind or made up mind about how it should be or what it should be. And everyone is listening and working together and making changes. So We're happy to hear what you have to say, and we'll do everything we can to make this the best system for our sport and for everyone who participates. I'm going to ask you both
3: one question, and uh, you can just give a quick answer. Uh, Graf, what was your favorite kitchen
1: utensil that you got to use at Frisbeer? Kitchen utensil that I used at Frisbeer? That was probably my my smoothie mixer.
3: Whoa, (laughs) smoothie mixer. That's good. Well, I'm going to just leave it at that, so... James, what was your favorite kitchen utensil you got to use at Frisbeer?
5: I got to use my fingers to scoop out melted chocolate from my bag, (laughs) which was most of the sustenance I had for many of the rounds.
3: On that note, we're going to just end that right there. Hey, guys, I just want to say thanks for joining us. Thanks for carving out the time. And again, congrats on a great victory. Frisbeer is one of our crown jewels during the frisbee season and you guys get to be the champs for 2019 and uh good luck coming up at worlds
5: thanks guys. guys
0: so i would like to welcome to the call the winner for the women's pairs uh, finals at Frisbeer 2019. Juliana Corver and Ilka Simone. Welcome, ladies. How are you?
6: Very good, thank you. Great.
3: thanks. I believe this is a victory number two for you. Is that right? You guys won last year and you defended it again this year. Is that correct?
6: Yes, that is correct.
0: Super cool, uh, two in a row. So, uh, how do you guys feel about that?
6: Feels great. <laughs> um, <laughs> as as last year, um, I went to cologne to practice with ilka and to put something together so it's it's nice to have that time before the tournament and then um to have a somewhat clean-ish run (laughs) and turn the event um feels great
7: yeah i agree it was um, super smooth we had like a little problem on the first day putting something together when we've met but I think we had that the last year too. That you first have to, you know, find um, each other's vibes again and coming together, and then the next two days were like, yeah, super great. It was yeah, we we had a lot of pu- fun already preparing it, and I guess uh, people could see that when we when we've played it.
3: Yes, it was awesome to watch. Did you do a hundred percent new this time from last year?
7: Not a hundred percent.
6: We had some elements that we really liked. From last year and so we we reused a few things but um, you know I'm I'm not sure what the percentage is but uh, a a little both little little of what we had before and a little new
7: yeah like I like to always do one move I've never done in a routine before Juliana has some really cool new moves um, which definitely had to go in there yeah so and some old moves went really well with the music as well like even better than last year like our our move where we like pass each other the disc, me, I do a high um, pass and she does a low pass, went much better on the music than the last year. I've. And <laughs> so that was great.
0: So um, was there a particular moment during the routine where you guys felt like, yeah, we got this. We totally are nailing it and everything's working exactly the way we want?
7: It was more the opposite. <laughs> the
0: opposite.
7: <laughs> in the beginning, everyone was so quiet in the gym. They were like so quiet that I thought, gee, they hate it. Like it's too easy. It's too I don't know, but it kind of it doesn't come across. What's wrong? And then we did the two disc combo, and I thought, well, that's difficult now. So what's what's wrong with the audience? So um, I kind of was a little um, confused in the beginning, and then at some point I thought, okay, no, it's uh, it's a different atmosphere we create. I'm not so familiar with. Um, right now. But um, yeah, I didn't have it within the routine, right? Like I really liked our double bad attitude delay, which worked out super good. And yeah, that that was the moment for me where I thought, okay, yeah, uh, we did a good job.
6: Uh, Sort of similar for me when we started off um, our first two or three combos um, went really well. So I remember thinking, you know, good start. Great. You know, this is and and it gave me momentum to just be happy and, and sort of try to have fun with it. But just like Ilka in the middle of the routine, I realized I have not heard one thing from the crowd. And it could be that I was just in the moment and I wasn't able to pay attention to the crowd. But then it was a little disconcerting because <laughs> you know I remember the previous routine and and there was all kinds of crowd reaction and, I, and it was weird I, <laughs> we talked about that right afterwards and had a little bit of uh, mutual confusion going on but um nonetheless I felt good about it when it was when we were performing and it was really really fun our, I, I really like our music and and it's really fun to play with Ilka.
3: That's so interesting because that's such a strange space to be in when you're out in front of somebody and you're performing and you're not getting feedback. But actually, it's really a good thing that's happening is that you're taking everybody on that ride and they're all just with you. They're not wanting to interrupt this cool thing that you're creating and doing. And so actually, people are responding. They're just responding with their total uh, engagement.
6: Well, and I'm I'm hoping to see see the recording of the routine at some point, because I, I'm curious to see if it's, if it really was the way that I was perceiving it, or if it was completely different.
0: Uh, so are you guys playing together for worlds, for FPA worlds?
6: Yes. yes.
0: Excellent. And uh, so are you changing the routine around? Are you going to add a new element or is it going to be all the same? What's your, what's your strategy going into worlds?
6: Well, I'm not sure if we're going to see each other before Worlds. Uh, I'm not sure if I'm going to do another European trip this summer. Um, And I don't know when Ilka is going to come to the States. So we'll get together, I assume, uh, the week before or two weeks before or something like that. And um, we'll see how it goes then.
7: Yeah, I agree. Let's see what happens in the next few months. Um, Maybe there's going to happen something where we say or I had a like this brilliant idea we can put in or anything. But so far we have quite a solid routine and there are one, two things maybe we um yeah we don't feel as comfortable with as we could. So maybe we change that. But yeah. But I could also play the same thing again and I think yeah will be great.
3: Is there a favorite moment that you can share with us that happened at Frisbeer? And I ask this because Frisbeer is always special for these kinds of things that are happening outside of the actual routine that you play.
6: I was thrilled to see so many women at the event. There were a lot of women that I had never seen at a freestyle event before. Some of them have been playing for a while, but many of them, I think, were pretty new to the sport and and um, not all of them, but many of them competed. And that was very excited. They were all young and and um, totally into it and practicing the whole time. And it was really cool to see.
7: I really liked the DJ in the gym. That was my favorite because also I am not really easy to get for jams, I think. I feel uneasy very very soonish, and then I go out of the jams and this time I didn't have that at all so the mu- music was <laughs> kind of that good that I never had a moment at all frisbeer where I went out of a uh, jam yeah that was great for me and also the party was good again and I had a lot of good talks um, I went away from frisbeer and my battery was totally full again because of all these good energies around it was really good yeah the uh the guys in prague they do an awesome job i don't know how they do it uh, to to make everything so smoothly every time that you don't feel stressed at all and it goes just you know without any mistakes even using the new judging system there were no big breaks or anything it's it's amazing to see
0: that's super cool so i actually wanted to ask you about the new judging system so uh, Frisbeer was the first place that this prototype system has been used and uh, I know that you both have experienced the existing FBA system and now this one. Um, So what are your thoughts about this uh, prototype judging system?
7: Juliana, you want to go
6: first? (laughs) Um, So I knew what to expect being on the judging committee but I wasn't sure how, you know, doing, doing beta testing is different than using it in a live event for sure and I I actually think that it showed itself to be quite robust and, and worked very, very well for being so young. Um, of course, there's gonna be tweaks here and there. And we even made, Ryan even made some tweaks during the event um, with some weighting of categories and such like that. And we knew that that was gonna be necessary. But as far as people using it during the routines, I, I think it went really well. Um, Ilka can speak to this better than I can, but I um, I think that the uh, for the most part the interfaces were uh, intuitive, um, maybe with the exception of uh, the difficulty uh, judges. But I have some suggestions on that, <laughs> and I was really happy actually with how well it seemed to be received and how well it seemed to work, and I do think that it decreased the time in between routines, um, making making everything more smooth and um, flow. So I, I thought it was a very
7: successful first run. I think judging was not too hard. Like in the beginning, I had to get used to it. Like execution, you have to um, also judge teamwork and general impression and music. But um, that was easier than i thought and also variety i like the fact that you could concentrate on variety because in the past i always had the feeling i couldn't really judge that in a um, just way because i just couldn't see everything and now the increment decrement thing really helped me to to see more as well if it was the left hand or right hand this another leg was caught or whatever yeah that's pretty useful um, I haven't judged difficulty um, or any other category just variety and execution so far but that was that was good um, just I think it's not very it was not very transparent to see uh, how much difficulty is weighed in the end or how the results were put together so um, especially for the audience I think it was not clear how the scores in the end really were put together Um, because that was made by by the uh, program. So, But just as a judge, um, it was a positive experience.
3: Well, hey, guys. Thank you so much for carving out this time with us. And again, congrats on a great victory. Frisbeer is one of the crown jewels of our season, and you guys get to put another feather in your cap. So congrats on defending the women's pairs division at Frisbeer. Thank
7: Thank you. you.
0: Thanks, guys. We'll talk to you again soon. Okay, I would like to bring in the co-op winners from Frisbeer 2019, Ryan Young, Daniel O'Neill, and James Wiseman. Welcome to the call, guys.
8: Well, thanks for having us.
2: Thanks, Thanks, Jake. Guys. Thanks,
0: Randy. Yeah. And I just <laughs> want to say congratulations on your win. This is a great partnership. Three of the, the top young players from the U S teaming up and, uh, shredding showing their stuff at co-op so uh congratulations great job
3: so i again i i since i was there i get to uh have the uh first-hand perspective of watching that finals routine and i know that you guys went fully spontaneous and uh maybe you guys can talk about that experience a little bit in the round where you were like oh when when did you kind of feel like it was going so maybe you can give a start with that daniel
2: uh, yeah, sure. So I I'd say that it, that it would be giving us a little too much credit to say it was fully spontaneous because you know I knew I was going to throw it up with my feet in the first one. Uh, James and I have a couple co-ops that we brought out of the woodwork, like a Laird's Kick co-op. James and Ryan had a couple co-ops, and we talked about a couple things that we know we wanted to do. Um, so we didn't, we definitely didn't order everything and you know have a, a written game plan, but uh, we had the experience from the semis, which also went well. Um, so we we knew what worked well and what we could improve on since then. And it was a good mixture of uh, communication and, and some spawn hay.
3: So, James, why don't you talk a little bit about your experience during that particular run and and how it was feeling to you as you were going?
5: Yeah, I mean, this is a pretty special run for me because it's been a long time since I felt like one, we were coming in Spawn for the most part, so I didn't think we were the favorites or anything. And I felt like this is a great time to really try and push myself a little more and go for some bigger moves. And Daniel's always great about getting you fired up about your biggest, hottest stuff and not worrying about it. But the moment that was really special to me is Jan and I did our three Lairbs kick combo that we started working on all the way back in 2011 when we were both pretty green. Back then, we never really planned on hitting it exactly. We just wanted to try it. And we tried it again in 2016 with sort of mixed luck. It's cool to go back to something with you know, another eight years of experience and hit it perfectly. And you know, I knew this about myself, but I didn't realize everyone else could notice. But I know I'm a little bit of a emotionless android. Sometimes when I compete, I had a little moment of emotion after that and a lot of people came up to me afterwards and said something about it but it was cool you know it's one of the cooler things i've gotten to hit i know it's not necessarily the hardest move or anything but it was just a great moment and it felt really good
3: I don't know. I would say that's a hard move if you've been working on it for eight years and you hadn't quite hit it.
5: (laughs) Well, working on it, I mean, we worked on it eight years ago, (laughs) tried it again two years ago, and I think, you know, at some point before the round, Jane was like, let's do the three layers kicks. And I remember we tried it like (laughs) four times and we never hit it, and Jane was like, it's ready.
3: (laughs) 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 Daniel, did you really feel it was ready?
2: Oh, absolutely. I I had no (laughs) doubt that we were going to nail it.
3: (laughs) I love it. So Ryan, what was your what was your perspective during the run? I think in the finals I just felt completely
8: comfortable. Like from the semis, James going off and hitting like the seven doubles. I was like, there is just like a solid rock for me to just lean on at any time if I feel like I'm getting into trouble. I can just like send it off to James and he can double it. But just made it very easy, just like cruise.
5: I think I went for eight doubles. Eight double. Maybe you in, caught seven of in them. Both rounds. Yeah, I didn't catch all of them. I think it was 7 of 8 and 6 of 7 or something. Jeez. Randy, was- of course, jinxed me on the double I missed in the finals. So one of my favorite moves, which I think is a Randy original, is the spinning leg over Osis hammer catch. I've been working on it for a couple of years, but never really thought it was ready to come out. But I talked with Ryan and Daniel before this tournament about how I want to go back to playing like I used to play when I was younger, which is I used to feel like I always played above my skill level in competition, whereas now I feel like I play below my skill level in competition. So I really wanted to try a few bigger things. So I was going for this double leg Verosis hammer catch, and I hit my first or five in competition at frisbeer and so randy decided he didn't want me to catch another one so he came up to me before co-op and complimented me on hitting it so of course i dropped it in the finals
3: so wait a second, sec. <laughs> That didn't come up to you hoping you weren't going to hit it again. It was more of a compliment than, I don't want you to hit it again. So I want to make sure it gets framed correctly there, Mr. Wilson.
5: No, it was great. And I should just say that it's such a pleasure playing with Janu and Ryan. They give me so much confidence, not only because of the way they play and the difficult moves they hit, just a really good emotional presence to say, hey, go for it. Don't worry about it. And it's all going to work out. And it did. And that's a great feeling to have
3: yeah and daniels so i want to ask you did you feel that kind of comfort going in with sort of mostly a spawn hayne kind of routine knowing that you had these two strong players to rely on
2: definitely yeah i felt like you know i'm playing with and i i don't know if you guys are still number one and two in the world but you know the the previous two years paris world champion so i I felt a little pressure to do my job and not screw it up for probably the two favorites to to win the tournament. But um, but no, there's there's a good amount of confidence when you play like people with like Ryan and James, who are just so solid in their in their execution.
0: So what was your biggest move as a team during your routine? Was it that gutter roll
5: to the knee trap, or was there another one? In my mind, there are three to choose from that I can remember, but there's a lot that I don't remember. The gutter roll to the knee trap was a great way to finish it. The three Lairbs kicks was a great way to root it in the middle. The one combo that I don't think was fully appreciated, but was my favorite combo, was Ryan and I hit the original version of a co-op that we'd wanted to do at Worlds, but it was always too risky outdoors to do so we went for it i think it's our first combo that we do together and we hit it perfectly and i was really excited to see it out in the wild after having wanted to do it and not having gotten the opportunity before
0: so cool so frisbeer is known as a as a really big tournament, but as a really fun tournament. There's a competition, but that's not necessarily the primary focus. And so I wonder if you guys uh, would like to share what was your favorite moment at the event besides the competition. Uh, And I'll start with you, Ryan.
8: Biggest thing, this trip was the Uber experience. Like in the U.S. and other places, Uber takes like five minutes to get here, and it usually costs more than public transportation. But man, the Uber situation in Prague is top-notch it's like it shows up in 30 seconds and it's like two dollars to get you to your destination it's amazing daniel can you talk
3: about one of your favorite highlights
2: so really one of my favorite moments from uh from frisbeer this year was just the amazing time that i got to spend with uh my teammates and uh and the people i was living with and staying with which was charlene powell uh graph i didn't play with in this tournament but Uh, You know, there's just something about getting together. And, uh, um, you know, when you spend that much time with your teammate on and off the field, you really your friendships become a lot stronger. You learn a lot more uh, about about the people you're with. So I just really appreciated the the opportunity to um, to strengthen my friendships with, with some of my already very close friends.
0: Awesome. Yeah, that's always one of the greatest experiences of Frisbeer and many tournaments, but especially Frisbeer is the, the time you get to spend with everybody. You really get to know and connect with a lot of the, the freestyle community. And a lot of times there's people you see there that you don't see anywhere else because it's such a large tournament. Uh, but because the competition isn't such a focus, you can really spend quality time with people without having to think, okay, I got to go to bed early and I got to rest and practice and whatever. You know, it's, it's Frisbeer is great for that. Daniel, what did you learn about Char that you didn't know before?
2: Ooh, uh, I I find Char to be one of the most generous, open-hearted uh, people, and you know we learned a lot about um, about what we can do together. I I've, one thing I'll say that's kind of in reference to the last question is that you know I I think I got a nine on the on the Jam Britannia Party Time card last year, mm-hmm. and I've definitely maybe won the frisbee party with Mystic uh, in the past, but. This year, I knew I was playing with Char, with James and Ryan, um, with being three people that uh, tend to go a little lighter on the partying, take the competition very seriously, so I felt it important to to get to bed early and be a good teammate.
3: And I noticed that you rectified that situation on Sunday night at the final dinner, so I'm glad you were able to turn that corner and get into the Frisbeer spirit. Yeah, yeah exactly.
0: Um, So I wanted to ask you guys uh, about your thoughts about the new judging system. So Frisbeer was the first place that the prototype system has been used, and so now you both, all three of you have played under it. I guess we talked to you earlier, James, so I won't ask you again. Um, But uh, I wanted to get Ryan your thoughts and Daniel your thoughts about the new judging system, how it went, and uh, just how you feel about it so far. Ryan, why don't you go first?
8: Yeah, so the majority of my impression comes from the organizing side. On that front, it was a huge success like the amount of time it takes to set up is like a quarter of what it used to be. Just the complexity is so much lower. What it gives us is so much more. It's just like so much more powerful for so much less effort. It definitely met the goals I was setting. So I was very happy.
0: Cool. And then uh, Daniel, what were your thoughts on the new judging system?
2: Well, first of all, I want to congratulate yeah. James and Ryan for you know, putting in so much hard work on that system. And, as Ryan said, I think that it ran very smoothly. From um, you know, from a perspective, I, I did get to judge a couple times. It was very intuitive, very easy to use the system. Um, so for those reasons, I was really excited to see how far we've already come just in these first couple iterations of what will be our, our 2020 Worlds judging system. Um, if if you ask my honest feedback on how it can improve from here. I think that it could be simplified and a little more transparent. Um, like for example, we have a nonlinear diff curve. We increase the weight of execution twice uh, from Holy, you know, from Holy Gem from Frisbeer, but you judge the same way. So I just think there's some sh- kind of stretching of the numbers um, to to get the final result. That at this point, or above my head, maybe I just didn't do the right training. But you know, I think I I'd like to end up with a system everybody can kind of grasp the final numbers and do the math.
0: Yeah that makes sense. It's always nice when you enter the numbers and you get the result that you expect to have come out the other side or at least that you understand right That makes a lot of sense.
2: Can I uh, can I get one more word in before we before we depart? Yeah yes, please please I just want to uh, give a you know give a public sign of my gratitude for a close uh, friend of mine James is the whole New York community. Uh, Trevor Augustus Brown who recently passed away Um, He was such a great friend a great photographer uh, And such a mentor and an inspiration to all of us. I know we'll all remember him um, Forever, but I I just wanted to take this opportunity because I know a lot of the freestylers will listen to this to Just send him my love. That's a great call
3: Daniel and and rest in peace Trevor uh, and keep that Frisbee spirit alive wherever you are.
0: Cool. So I guess with that, let's uh, wrap it up. So uh, guys, I just want to say again, congratulations on your performance at Frisbeer and on your win. And and, um, and uh, thank you very much for taking the time out of your day to to talk to us. So thanks a lot, guys.
2: Thank you. Thanks again.
0: Wow. Well, that was great to hear from all of the winners from Frisbeer. And I just want to say a special congratulations and thank you to all of those players uh, especially for taking the time out of your busy schedules to talk to us and uh, give us your thoughts about your wins so thank you very much uh and i also want to just say thanks to the frisbee crew because they've been putting on this event for so many years more than 10 years now and it's always been a great event ever since the first one and it continues to be a great event and so uh, they're doing a lot for the frisbee community for all of our friends and uh, also special thanks to Mystic for putting in all the time to live stream it. We wouldn't have been able to watch without him. So
3: Yeah, and I want to just echo your, your sentiments there about the Frisbeer crew and having turned Frisbeer into, like I had said earlier, one of the crown jewels of the freestyle competitive season. And it is always just a joy and an amazing experience because there's just so many people that are there and the competition part isn't solely the focus it really is about bonding and kind of partying a little bit but the jam and it wouldn't be that way without that prog crew putting all their heart and soul into it. So thank you guys very much for all that you're doing and that you'll continue to do. And I can't wait for Frisbeer 2020. And hope you enjoyed the Frisbeer live stream and also the Holy Jam live stream. And on that note, Jake, I will talk to you next time.
0: Talk to you next time.